if you want to turn with us. We're looking at 1 John, but for Mother's Day, we're going to uh, take just a moment and we're going to talk a little bit about the faith of Timothy. And so let me get one thing here. All right. So we're looking at 2 Timothy 1.5. And uh, Sister French, good to see you. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you. We're looking at 2 Timothy 1 and verse 5. I'm going to read it in the what we commonly call the King James Version. It was originally called the authorized version because it was the and has been the most popular Bible in the entire world of any language, but certainly in English it still is, has been. There's no Bible even close to it. It's the most popular Bible in the world. But it was translated back in 1611 by English subjects of King James, and so it became commonly known as the King James. And I've put three different translations here, and I want to just remind us here of the importance of remembering and understanding and appreciating the faith of our mothers. So we're going to begin with that before we go to 1 John chapter 1. And we're, we're not in any hurry. We're just uh, we're going to have a beautiful Mother's Day service, lots of things. I've been wanting one of these Mother's Day gifts, and I can't fi- figure out a way to get one. But, you know, stealing it and stealing, will you know, that's not good. So um, I'm working on it, but I haven't worked it out yet. But we're going to look for just a moment at this text in the King James. And it says, when I recall to remembrance the unfeigned faith. Now, see, that's the way the King James, that's kind of the older lingo. I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith. So here's the Apostle Paul speaking to to Timothy, a young preacher and this whole set of books, Timothy and Titus, two, two young preachers, and it ended up as instruction for young preachers in the Bible. And he says, I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, all right, which dwelt first in thy grandmother, Lois. So there we have the first name, which is Lois. So the faith that Timothy has and ended up, it's possible some of those are women and so on. And so you go through and and so on. But here we have an entire book written to a young preacher that Paul begins his discussion to him by saying, I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. And then, of course, unfeigned is a rather old word. We'll, we'll look at it in another text here. At first, it dwelt in thy grandmother and thy mother Eunice. So it was in your grandmother and your mother. How did it get in them and how did it get in the grandmother? How did it then get into the mother Eunice? And then he says, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Now, the the... NLT is actually called the New Living. I usually just call it the New Living, but 
Uh, it's fairly recent translations. It's out of the Chicago area, and I know some of the translators. It's just an interesting translation, and it usually tries to be kind of daring, and so I, I like to refer to it once in a while. And I'm, I'm going to read this verse. Let's pull this down, see if I can get that to come down. If you look right, oh, if you look, well, I, I can't get used to how to do that, but that four dots there, that ellipsis means that I've taken some out. There's parts of it there that I'm not leaving in. And you could tell just because I read it in the King James, but the, the New Living says, I remember your genuine faith. And the ESV, is this okay? Is this interesting enough? You can stay with me a little bit. Okay. And the ESV says, the ESV is the English standard. Now that's, that's from the British translators. It was originally called the Revised Standard and and then the Americans called it the American Standard and all those the revised the American they're all no nobody's even using them anymore. And so they re redid it and called it the English Standard and it's really much better and it's much more popular than the old the old one wasn't, you know, didn't get a lot of traction. And so the ESV or the English Standard says I'm reminded of your sincere faith. So can you see that we have three words here for the faith. One is it's unfeigned, which most of us, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just assuming we're all pretty much alike here. That we would think of unfeigned, meaning that it's not fake, it's not, it's not a pretense and something like that, which is true. That's exactly right. That's what the King James translators had in mind. But the New Living says, "I remember your genuine faith," meaning that it's unfeigned in the sense that it's not artificial. It's really. And so why would he draw attention to a faith? And so obviously, see, we're digging a little here. Everybody say, praise the Lord. And this is a Bible lesson. We're, we're going to look at some things, but, oh, where did Sister French go? Sister Nicole, could you do me a favor and go one more time and get Sister French? This is for her. I'm getting ready to show you some pictures of her grandmother. That's why we're doing this. All right. So I remember your genuine faith, which then we understand. Sister French, praise the Lord. So good to see you. This Happy Mother's Day to you. God bless you. I remember your genuine faith, meaning, see, obviously, that his faith was real. It was a it was genuine in the sense that it was it was just like if you ran it if you well, you don't want to do this, but if you ran into a tree. By accident, of course. But if you ran into a tree, you'd find out that it's real. Someone said, oh, the world's not, none of this is real. Someone told me that one time. I said, I, I, well, I don't, you don't want to know what I told them. None of this is real. That's how they were looking. Everything just blah, 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 blah. And I said, you're probably on something, but that doesn't matter. The, the point of the matter is that things are real, and, but not everything that's real can be seen. There are things that, for example, love is real. How many believe that love is real? Okay, most people will say yes to that. All right, so love is real. For example, you, you, you can't even explain love. For example, I would say one of the most uh, un- inexplicable, let's get that word right, the most inexplicable emotions is, or let's say the most inexplicable love is the bond between a child and a, and a mother. Because someone might say, well, I could see it as a child. They grow up, you still have the same bond. And I know that not everybody 
has a good relationship with parents. Uh, that's not, not my point. My point is that it is in some senses inexplicable, inexplic- especially if, there's, if love is not real. But love is a true bond. Love is real. It's genuine. And that's why we can get hurt. We can have difficulty in relationship. Because when we have love for someone, it is genuine and it is real. But there's something else that it does. It then can produce powerful spiritual consequences and results in people's lives. For example, if you, for example, heard, and I'm, of course, I'm thinking of my own grandmother, but as a young boy, and I'm a preacher, I pastor this church, and much of that, I'm telling you, is due to the fact that I met my grandmother when I was a young boy. I had never met her before, and never, 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 I never even heard, I didn't even know there was such a thing as church. I never heard of, I know some of you think, oh, come on, I'm talking about a young boy, I don't mean I was in college. But I was a young boy, old enough to, you know, I was in school, young boy. I had never heard, nobody ever said, that's a church. I never heard that before. And my folks never talked about it, even though both of their parents were exactly what I am today. Both of their parents were apostolic, Jesus' name, Pentecostal, tongue-talking, real loud, louder than this church. You think this is loud? Man, I walked in that church the first time after I, I met my grandmother, and I was thinking, the first thing I thought was whack o. That was the word. The first word came to mind was whack, whack o. I'm telling you, I never saw it. was like, and then the next word, do you want to know the next word that came to my mind? No? Okay. I was going to tell you the next word, but I, I, if you don't really want to know, <laughs> I'm teasing you was... Zoo, that was the next word that came to my mind. Because it was really wild. And they were running and they were jumping and they were shouting. And my My grandmother was a shouter. In Pentecost, we call them shouters. Now, it's funny because when we say shouting, we don't mean anything about shouting. Although you might actually shout with it. But in Pentecost, when we say shout, we mean move around or dance or something like that. And my grandmother had a special dance. And I, I imitate it quite a bit, don't I? I don't realize it because I'm going to tell you why. Because I loved her so much. She meant so much to me. And I never even knew my grandmother. But when I met her and I got the Holy Ghost and I went to her church, even though it was a zoo. I, I'm saying that. And, you know, I mean zoo in the nicest possible way. There is a nice way to say zoo. Is that, is, was that okay to say that? All right. So it was a zoo, and, and I was scared to death. In fact, the first thing, my first instinct was to run. Run out of here. Run somewhere. Run fast. I'm just a young boy. Run, run quick. Hide. Do something. Get out of here. It scared me to, I mean, it scared me out of my wits. And my grandmother reached over. See, I'm, I'm going to get emotional, but I'm just trying to tell a little story. And she reached over and she said, it's going to be all right. Like that to me. It's going to be all right. And I believed her. And I sat there, I calmed down. And the preacher was, the preacher was the wildest. He was like the, the zookeeper. I mean, he was just unbelievable. All right, so I remember your genuine, real, it's as real as, 
when you take your keys and you put them in the ignition, it's as real as the tangible things you can touch. You know, we're living in a culture, it's kind of funny because the culture is kind of coming unglued and it doesn't know if it believes in only invisible things or only physical things. So that's another uh, deal in itself. But, but most people are in the process of trying to say, oh, I never accept anything that I can't see. That's what many people are doing. We're kind of in a culture where they're saying, well, if that's okay for you, God, okay, God, no problem. I have no problem with God. But not for me, because, see, we're in the, the postmodern culture says what I believe is right and what you believe is right. If I want to kill you, you want to kill me, it's really no big deal, because what I want is what I want, and it's right, and what you want is right. Everybody's right about everything. That's the postmodern mindset. And so we're not quite sure about things, and so what we do is we say, we hear about, like, let's, uh, well, whatever, it may, let's say the resurrection of Jesus, something or other. And they might say, oh, that's fine for you, but that's not fine for me. But see, that's not the way it works. You can't look at a tree and say, I'm going to, I think I'll run through that tree. And then I say, I think I'll just bump into it. That doesn't work like that. You're both going to bump into the tree because it's real. And faith is that way. And love is that way. And this love that Timothy, Paul is telling Timothy about, was that the faith, the truth, the, the gospel, the things of religion that his grandmother had. Or let's look, let's look at it. Uh, let's, we're back to the, the New Living. That's the middle one. That's this one right here. All right, your, your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Well, I can't tell you how I resonate with that because I never knew anything about the gospel and I, I don't think I ever would have known anything about God at all if it hadn't been for a grandmother. My dad was literally, I mean, uh, see, they tape these things. I have to be very careful because my dad today is a genuine Christian. So for me to tell you things about his past are really unfair to him. And so I have to be very careful. But I, would, I will tell you this, that the thought of my dad being a Christian was as far from reality as anything that it ever was. That man was not going to be a Christian. There was no way. And, and, of course, I didn't know what a Christian was either. But, but had I not heard it from my grandmother, it would have never filled my life. And then the, you know, uh, the New Living says, and I know, see, we're right here now, and I know that the same faith continues strong in you, that's interesting. And then the, the English standard says, just French, you ready? We're going to keep teaching here. Here we go. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which see, now that I see the word sincere is just a little different, a little unique, but it's uh, no, nothing wrong with that. I'm just pointing it out. I'm remi- I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother. Then there's the ellipsis I've taken out. And now I am sure, now I've got one more point. I know you can't believe I've been this long on this one verse. And now, comma, see we're way down here now. And now I am sure. Now see, I like the ESV. I like that they've translated it like this. Because it the King James does it, but it's a little bit more difficult to see it in that wording. I'm persuaded that in the also, I mean, I get it, 
But here it's almost staring at you that Paul is not only saying that I remember that you have this, I'm going to go with genuine, this real, this <laughs> genuine faith. But he says, and now, right now, not, not your grandmother, she, she's in a different generation. She's, she's way back there. But, and, and your mother, she was wonderful, but that's not, it's not about that. It, it's, now it's about you, see. And so, but anyway, so here's my point. That when they, when they mark that off with commas, and see, we're done here, we're done here. <laughs> I could hear some of you, you, you're talking too loud. I can hear you, you're saying, oh, I wish you would get off of that. Okay, now here we go. Let's go right there. I can't. All right. And now, comma, I am sure. Everyone say, I am sure. See, that to say that <laughs> is telling me, I've always believed this from, the, from these words here. I happen to teach Greek, and I understand enough to, when I look at that, I'm like, wait a minute, there's something in there that's, you don't see it right on the surface. But in that translation, it comes alive. That what? Paul is telling Timothy is, I'm expecting you. When he says, he didn't say, I know, I know this because I saw you last night at church. He is in a sense saying, I'm expecting you to follow the faith that I knew was in your grandmother." And I've had people say, well, I could never be what granny was. Well, no, no, no one, no one was asking you to be what granny was. <laughs> I mean, that never going to happen. <laughs> That's not the point. The point is the faith that she had. Now, I, I want to, oh, my goodness. Oh, I got to get off of this because I'm going to say something I shouldn't say. Uh, okay. Okay, so I won't say it. I'm not going to say that. And now I am sure, I am expecting you, Timothy, to begin to utilize all of that realness that your mother had. I could just hear, and every once in a while, I tell you, we got, we got folks in this church. I've been, it's not just Mother's Day that's making me a little weepy right here at this moment. It's the... It's the reality that we have people all around us that are, are genuine Christians. I mean, they are full of faith in God. I didn't say they're millionaires. I didn't say that, they, that uh, they're this or that. But the most important thing is that they receive the faith. Now, you know, the cool thing in our generation, hey, pooey on you. Hey, you know, can't be. Of course, you'd, you'd be surprised how many young people. I don't know if you saw the the YouTube sensation where that mother was grabbing her son off of the uh, uh, rioting there in Baltimore. That's become, I don't know how many millions of people. And you can like it or lump it. It doesn't make any difference to me. But what was amazing is that here, now listen to me. Some of you aren't going to hear me because you're thinking now about that. But what I'm trying to tell you is the fact that that mother was standing there, that was interesting. And all the topic is about that mother, which is wonderful. I mean, here it is Mother's Day and people are, there's even, they did a, I read a survey just a day or two ago, and, and it was amazing. There was some controversy. Was that good or bad? Should she have slapped him around and so on? And, you know, and, 
I mean, it was like 99% of the American people said she should have slapped him. And, but anyway, you see what I'm saying? They, they agreed with her. But, but I, I've heard very few people talking about that young boy's reaction to his mother. See, he would have never done that in public. <laughs> but see, a lot of people, oh, I'm tough, man. I'm cool. <laughs> okay, all right. So they're really cool, but, but they, they still love their mother. They may say they don't. They may, oh, tell my mother. I turn my over. telling me what to do. But the truth is, in their hearts, they're remembering. And they're saying, you know what? My grandmother, oh, my goodness, my grandmother, oh, how she used to pray. And it begins to affect their lives. And what, what, Paul, what Paul is telling this preacher is, I'm expecting that to have, take root in you, Timothy. I want your life to be affected by it. Now, I want to show you a couple pictures here. Now, this one is a picture of Sister French, who was a smith. And she, of course, that was this what we'll call the Smith Downs family. These are the Downses to the left and her parents to the right. Now, this picture to the right are her mother and father. I think I can get this to, yeah. Yeah, this, this picture here is... Brother and Sister Smith. And when, when I married Sister French, now, by the way, that picture that has the, the red dot on it is their engagement picture, 1950. 1950. And I, I have fun because I'm a little teeny bit of a historian. And through the years before my father passed, father-in-law passed away in February a year ago, I kept going to them and saying, do you have any other pictures? And they were getting, you know, it was, it was a challenge because they couldn't remember, you know, did I have those pictures or where are those pictures? And, you know, we were trying to get the family tree down, and I'd enjoy that. We were going, we were visiting tombstones and so on. And it, I was, who, is this the great-grand, now who, who's there? Who's the great-grandmother's, what was their name? What, what, what's their parents? And so, so we were doing that, and, and that's when I originally got all these pictures. But here we see two, well, let's, let's go to, back to the left. Now, there's the young picture of the Downses. And there's the, let's say, the older picture, because that's 1974, Sister French. This is your grandmother, Pauline. Of course, we would have never called her that. But that's what Paul did. See, he didn't say your grandmother, Smith, or French. He called her by their first name. Lois. Your grandmother Lois. That's where this faith came from. And I see that in you. And I recognize that in you. And that's another beautiful thing about it is that you can recognize true faith. It's, it doesn't change and become something else. Oh, I used to didn't murder. Now I murder people. That doesn't, that's not the way it works. If you have the faith, you have it, and it's recognizable. And so here, here is her, here's, here's your grandparents in 1974. What year did she pass? Okay, so that's two years before she passed. And she was fairly young. She was like 67 or something when she passed away. Now, they then, these are two. I'm talking about my wife's parents, I mean family. They are, this couple that we're looking at their picture, are two of the most godly people you would ever meet. I don't care if you're, what church you are. I don't care if you're the church of the refrigerator. 
if you met these people, you would say, that's, those are some godly, that's a godly, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to not get emotional, I'm trying not to get, you know, I'm trying to make a point. All right, so, no, Sister, Sister Downs only met me once, is that correct? And had we ever dated? Okay, we had never dated. Not because I didn't want to, but we had not dated. Okay, she died in 76, is that right? And that's the year I met you. Okay, so I met my wife in 1976. And she said to someone, I think to my wife, or at least to my future in-laws, something really nice, like, well, let me think of something up. No, but no, she said something like, he's really... Isn't that what it was? He's a really nice young man. Or Say that again. She heard me preach, and she really liked me. She didn't know that we would end up uh, getting married, and she had a, a, a health issue that then took her life unexpectedly in, and, uh, in 1976. But she had passed that faith like nobody I can't, I don't mean they just came to church, folks. I'm telling you that preachers will, I know many preachers that will tell you that that man, that you're looking at his picture, saved their ministry. I've had preachers say to me, you married the Smith daughter? Yes, her grandfather saved my ministry. I've had people say that to me. I've had preachers come up and say, that is the most godly man I ever met in my life. He did more. He was a saint in my church. It was like he was a pastor. He was so, he was so wonderful and so careful and so on. They passed that on to their daughter, Janine. And there's their engagement. I'm going to try to go to the next one. All right. And so here we have it being passed on to the next generation. They married in 1950. Here's the, here, let's see if I can get the dot. Okay, there's the first picture. We'll start there. Can anybody guess who, and I, I know I'm taking a lot of time on this. I just, I don't want to, I could race and run and all that, but I just don't want to. All right, does anybody want to guess who that little girl is there? In the, in the hat and the coat, and I'm, let me get a little closer. Yeah, that is, that is Sister Smith. To the left, holding like, I think she's holding her hand, but she's turned where you can't exactly tell. But that's Sister Smith. She's kneeling down, and they got this picture. Thank God they got this picture. And that is Sister French, one years old. And this mother, who is received the faith from her mother and her father. I'm not ignoring that. I just said it. But, oh, I tell you what, Pauline Downs, there was nobody like her in the world. Nobody like her in the world. Unbelievable person. And I met her the one time, but, of course, now I, it's like I've known her all my life, even though I met her the one time. And then, of course, you can see now that she's passed and, 
and uh, time has gone by. And then up here, we see Sister French. She's not a year old anymore, but she has her son. And that is our assistant pastor. Where is our assistant pastor? He's in the what? Oh, he's in Spanish class. Oh, man. I wanted him to have to live with that I'm showing that picture. But anyway, you tell him that you saw it. You just say, I saw that picture. Now, he had just had surgery. He's about two years old, and he had surgery when he was 18 months. So he, he had had open-heart surgery. And, and, of course, he was born in Chicago, and we pastored in Chicago for many years. And we would travel down so that he could know his grandfather, his great-grandfather, I mean. And that then he could know his grandparents. Now, his grandparents would come, and we would have prayer, and we would feel in the spirit, our children need to be around their grandmother. They need to be around her. They, we need our children to be there and, 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 and see how they, how they do. And Grandpa, would, would, he had a certain way with them. And, and uh, when they became teenagers, that's when we said, they're going to move in with Grandpa. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, they would say, Okay, we're going to go down. You're going to spend a week with your grandparents. And Grandpa had a way and they, and, of just instilling that. And Sister Smith, and I, I respectfully called her Sister Smith most of her life. Of course, I did call her mom, but, but it was very common for me to call her Sister Smith. There was a great respect, and sometimes I would say mom, but my, my first inclination was to say Sister Smith, and I'd have to catch myself. And so that was just part of the evolution of our relationship. And then, of course, here are the Smiths down here after uh, some years and fairly recent picture. And now Brother Smith has passed. Now, here is the, it says Smith Downs, but here's my grandmother that prayed me through to the Holy Ghost. And this is my mother on the right. This is my mother and my father. They divorced when I was very small. And my dad remarried and so on. My mother remarried and uh, so we have a whole life apart from, from the parents so that my father ha had his own life and my mother had her life and so on. But here they are at their wedding. Here are my grandparents. That is my grandmother and grandfather French. All right. Obviously, I have other grandparents and so on. I don't, you know, obviously we've got to move on here. But this is the, the grandmother that passed her faith on to her grandson. And when she prayed me through to the Holy Ghost, I, I never knew, and I, I, I just talked about some very powerful people, but they, they were more in my, my wife's life than mine until many years later. This is the woman that we might say introduced God to me. In fact, she spoke over me when I was a very young, just got the Holy Ghost, and she said, Talmadge. I was sitting there at her home. I'd really only known her a short while. And so I ended up there with her for several days. She took me to church. Now, she knew what she was doing. She wasn't about to have me there and not take me to church, of course. And so that's the summer that Grandma decided, I've only got him here for a few days. I've got to work fast. <laughs> I'd never even met her. I'd heard about her, but I'd never met her. 
because my folks had moved to Michigan. They all lived in Arkansas. So, so this is her. And, of course, she, her husband ran off, left her many, many years. I don't even know the year, way, way back. I don't even know if they've ever, it's not the kind of thing you discuss a lot. But anyway, way back. Now, this picture is 1911. She was married in 1911. She is the most godly woman. I can think of very few people with the godliness that this woman has. Now, now we're moving over, and here is the French family before the girls came along. There were three boys. So there's my mother and my dad. They had not divorced yet. They divorced shortly after this photograph. And the picture to the right at the top is, is well, obviously that's me. There's no doubt about that. All right? But because of that summer and all of that chaos in our lives, God used the faith of my grandparents to calm it all down. And as they were, you know, you know, oh, you know, I, I, church is too hard, church is too this and that. Got a hold of, first of all, my life. And then before it was all over, my mother received the Holy Ghost. And this picture, at the, the red there in the red, that is my mother just a, just a short while ago. And she received the faith and God used a very genuine and real faith to pass along to someone else. You know, I think it's a beautiful thing that we appreciate our mothers and our grandmothers for many things. But today, at this moment, and we're, we're done. In fact, why don't we stand? We'll, we'll, I've got to... I got to move out of the way. They're going to push me out of the way. All right. So let's stand together and let's lift our voice and let's thank the Lord for every every mother, every grandmother, every person that you have been. Uh, God has used in your life to steer you in the right direction. Can we just praise the Lord right now. Father, thank you for the presence of God that we feel right now. Thank you for the spirit of the Lord that is in this place. Well, we give you praise. Ask you, God, to have your way in a very, very special way right now. Lord, thank you for our mothers. Thank you for our mothers that are here today, grandmothers especially, Lord. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And everyone said amen.